This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting and Sales EQ, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. On this episode of Sales Gravy, I spend time with Don Irwin, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of one of my favorite sales prospecting apps, Mixmax. And you'll learn quickly that when it comes to sales, Don knows exactly what he's talking about. Our conversation centers around discovery and why discovery is so important for closing the deal, getting past objections, and more effective negotiation. And you'll learn that even though discovery isn't always considered the most sexy part of the sales process, it is the most important part of the sales process, and in fact, 80% of the sales process. And now, here's my conversation with Don Irwin, Chief Revenue Officer of Mixmax. Hi, my name is Jeb Blunt, and welcome to another episode of Sales Masters. I'm here with Don Irwin, who is the top sales leader, the head of revenue, the man himself from this cool tool called Mixmax. And I'm going to have Don talk to you a little bit about Mixmax a little bit later on. Uh, But this is a tool that you definitely want to check out if you do prospecting for a living and you want to make it easier. And, And Don, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in sales. Great. So uh, I have been selling in the corporate America space in Silicon Valley since 1989. Uh, I'm between hardware and software. So I've been doing this for quite a long time. I have worked for companies as large as Oracle. I've worked for a 14-person IoT shop in downtown Palo Alto uh, and everybody else in between. So I've been doing this for quite a while. That's amazing. So you've you've done a little bit of everything, and we spend a good bit of our time out in the Bay Area working with uh, SDR teams, especially around fanatical prospecting. It's a fast and furious world, and if you survived this long, we know that you got chops to sell. Um, today, we're going to focus on discovery, on asking okay. questions, on understanding what your customers' problems are, and. For you, a person who's been around for a long time, my first question is, why is discovery so important to the sales process? You take a look at any software tool or any product on the planet, you probably have 100 or 200 specific things that the product does. And every single customer's needs are different. And so it's you could spend two, three hours giving a very thorough demo on every single feature and function that your software product does and never even really kind of get around the edge of what it matters to the customer, the challenges and the pains that they face internally that they're trying to fix, which is why you're having the conversation. So getting to the meat of why we're having the conversation as quickly as possible so that my team or myself or whoever's in the sales process can focus specifically on those areas that the customer cares the most about is, is really what it's all about. So you, 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 know, you talked about this process of like doing a demo in software, especially SaaS, all the, the, the different pieces and parts that connect to a customer. One of the big mistakes I see, especially with account executives, when they're doing demos, is their demo ends up being this generic kitchen sink data dump. It's not really built around the customer. And it's interesting right. to me because, you know, you started off, someone called the customer and, you know, got them either through an inbound lead or an outbound lead. They had a quick mm-hmm. conversation with them, qualified them, 
put them into the sales process, right? So now you have a sales qualified lead. They go into the demo, the customer shows up to the demo and the account executive basically shows up and throws up. And I see right. demos fall apart all the time like this. Why does that happen? Why, why don't salespeople take the next step or the extra step to do like a pre-demo call with the customer or even before the demo, just ask some questions so they can shape the demo around the customer? I think an initial start to that is the sales leadership team. In my opinion, I think the sales leadership team should be setting the AE team, the SDR team up for success. They should understand what their product does and how their product can help solve the challenges of the people that they're talking with and be able to at least initially upfront script what they've learned in the process of historical uh, reasons why people are using our technology, at least script out some initial questions. And, and again, the, the whole point of this is doing discovery. What matters the most to the customer? AE spend far too much time just going in and wanting to talk about feature functions and click this button and get this result here versus actually just digging in deep as to finding out what the customer really wants to talk about. Well, one of the things that happens in discovery is if you're asking questions and the customer is talking to you, one of the things that they're doing is teaching you their language. They're teaching you their mm -hmm. issue. And I think that account executives especially forget that when they're selling to a customer, especially in B2B, that they're, they're selling to a person who's using someone else's money to solve their problems. And sure. we, don't, we don't take the time to really get below the surface and understand that so that when we're giving the demo or even when we're presenting a solution, whether it's you know a demo or a PowerPoint presentation or a proposal, that we're, we're doing that using the, the language of that particular customer, that particular business, but you can't get that information unless you did some discovery up front. Yeah, correct. I think the number one thing that most AEs do incorrect right out of the gates is they talk far too much. I, I always teach my team that less is more. The best salespeople know how to ask the right question, when to ask the right question, and then, pardon my phrase, then shut the heck up and just let the customer explain what their challenges are and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and and uh, again, oftentimes I see AEs are already formulating in their mind the next response that they have, which to me shows the customer. The customer thinks you're not even listening to what I'm saying. You're just going through your spiel. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, I teach my team that it's as, as equally important to qualify somebody out of your sales process as it is to qualify them in to your sales process so that nobody's wasting any time uh, and, and proper and really good thorough discovery achieves just that. So I want to unpack a couple of things that you just said there. And one of them is that you should ask questions and stay out of the way. And in, in this yeah. book here, Sales EQ, we, we, we teach a, a technique called um, activating the self-disclosure loop. And yes. this, this is science, it's brain science, but essentially what happens when a person starts talking is they'll begin to self-disclose. And we've all been in this situation where we've been at a party or we've been at a bar or even been you know, hanging out in the break room and somebody starts talking to us and, and they're like, start telling us a little bit about what's going on in their life and then tell us a bit more. And as long as we've shut up, they'll keep talking and pretty soon they've crossed the TMI zone. And we're like, oh my God, I can't believe they just told me that, right? And you've done the right. same thing. If you've, if you've ever been in a situation, you've been in a job interview, you've been hanging out with your boss, you've been with your parents, you've been with your friends, you've done the same thing where you suddenly said something that you didn't want other people to know, but you can't turn it off. And the reason why is, and we can see this on 3D MRIs, when a person begins to self-reveal, 
the pleasure centers of the brain begin to light up like a Christmas tree. In other words, they're getting a mm-hmm. dope hit to the brain. And all we have to do is stay out of the way and that loop will continue itself. And I know you've been in a situation where you've asked one question of a big prospect and you've shut up and they've talked for 30 minutes. And at the end of 30 minutes, they're like, I really want to do business with you. And you didn't even do the demo, but we tend to do that on people. Yes. Absolutely. I, you know, one of the best questions that a salesperson can ask somebody is, Tell me more, or that's interesting. Why? And just very simple questions like that. Uh, and then, you know, you have your, your three to five second pause after somebody says something. If you know how to orchestrate that correct, oftentimes, if you've got them to that point where they're just divulging everything, they're going to continue talking. And the more they're talking, the more you're learning about the challenges they're trying to solve, uh, or you're learning a little bit of the TMI section, uh, you're learning a little bit about that individual that you can take that conversation now a little more uh, of a peer-to-peer, a little more of a friend base. I'll say, as I said in the beginning, I've been doing this for 30 plus years. Since 1989 and today, the number one thing that has changed in the Silicon Valley is technology. Obviously, we have technology like Mixmax that can help you do things much faster. Uh, But the one thing that has never changed ever is people buy from people they like, People buy from people they trust. And if you can hone in on that and if you can get the other individual that you're selling to, to that place, your sales process will be much easier. I, I, love, I love what you said. It's, it's, it's all human. Technology has changed the world and it will continue to change the world, but it's truly sure. human human. And something you said that I think is so important is you can, you can, you can give a statement and pause. I, I, one of my favorite questions is how so? I ask that question, you know, how so? Yeah. And I just shut up or I might even just like say one thing and then pause. And it's the art of the pause. It's the patience. It's the it's getting out of your own disruptive need to feel like you're important and talk that in that pause, if you just wait just a minute, they'll start filling it in. And once they start filling it in, that's when you get the real information. And one of the things I teach salespeople is, yeah, you're asking the question because you want this, but I want this plus the story behind this. That's where the magic happens. That's where I can close the deal. Everybody you're selling to, there's something in it personal for them. And you don't know what that is until you have the conversation. It could be that person's job is on the line. It could be, you know, the company's future is, you know, their financial status, whatever it is. Until you can get past, you know, if you click a button with my software product, you get this result and your team will be happy and talk specifically about what the root cause of why we're trying to do this. I teach my team, if you can answer the question, why us, why now, or why do anything? Uh, if you can answer those three questions, you can feel comfortable forecasting that deal to me. If you can't answer all three of those questions, then we're not forecasting this opportunity. And it's having this level of conversation, this discovery, this getting into uh, that level of conversation that breaks that uh, information out. Yeah, I think that the I think that the the key here is is something that that I don't think we all really think about. I, you've been doing this for thirty years. I've been doing this for thirty years, and and maybe it's the experience, or maybe it's because we didn't have technology to rely on so much when we were coming up in sales. But the reality is is, is about eighty percent of the sales process happens in discovery. This is when people sure. decide to buy. Like you said, people buy you. And, and they make the decision to buy you someplace in there. I used to have a sales manager 
uh, he, when I first met him, he drew this like stair step on the piece of paper. And he said, this is the beginning of the cell and this is the end of the cell. And we sold something relatively complex. He said, the decision is made someplace in the middle. He said, it might not mm-hmm. be overt. Like they may not tell you, they may not sign on the dotted line, but they've made a decision to buy from you. And everything after that is just you making sure that you don't step on their decision to do, do you know, to do business with you. And, and what he was showing me was that it's in discovering you ask the right question or you ask a question that gets them to talk. Or like you said, they start to reveal something that's personal to them that really means something to them. And I also think that it's uh, it's listening deeply. So it's listening, and this is tough, especially when you're selling on the phone, because you don't have vis- you know, the visual cues. You've got to really listen to the emotion. And when someone expresses the emotion, if you're thinking about the next question that you're going to ask, you miss it. But if you're listening, if you're in the moment, if you're if your questions are organic based on where they are, they say something and there's emotion behind it. And all you have to do is that one liner. Tell me more or how so or exactly. I'll say something like that sounds like it's really important to you. And then I'll just shut up. Yeah, my go to a side of, uh, of why so is a simple hmm, because <laughs> it sounds like I'm interested uh, and I'm I'm processing and thinking what it is that they just told me, and with a simple hmm, gets them to feel like maybe I didn't explain it further enough. Maybe you're still trying to understand what I just said, and they continue going down that path, and then they end up telling you absolutely everything that you want to know. And so, why so? Tell me more, or as simple as a hmm, interesting, uh, something along those lines, just. And then shut up and let let your prospect, let your customer do the talking. You'll find so much more out than trying to pitch whatever it is you're trying to sell them. Now, one of the things that happened to me when I first started off in sales was I, I, I went to work for a really big company, a thousand salespeople in the organization. And when I got there, I didn't know a whole lot about selling. I just got in this job. I was in my early 20s and they handed me a list of questions. And the list of questions was, this is old school, right? It was, it was typed up on a couple of pieces of paper. There might've been a hundred questions on there. And when I first sat down with my, my prospects, I took the questions in with me and I would, I would have them sitting on my book. And I would ask the first question and I would ask the second question. I would go down the list and it was way more of an interrogation. Like I had them in an interrogating right. light on them versus an organic conversation. But over time I started like I would pay attention to the questions that really hit the mark. I would, I would pay attention to the question that got me more information and they really became more a part of me so that the questions happened in the conversation. Now, as a sales trainer, one of the things that I find hardest to teach salespeople is how to be in the moment and how to have, I call them go-to questions, but this book of questions that are just part of you that no matter where the conversation is going, you you can ask the right question at the right time without having to stop and think about what you're going to say. It just happens. And I'm curious about how with your team, you teach that technique. I know that you get this because I'm listening to you talk about discovery and you, you understand it, you know, at a level that's like a master's level, but, but how do you get your salespeople to just be in the moment and not worry about what the next question is, just letting it happen because they already have it. They just, they, 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 it'll come up when in the right place at the right time. So I'll start with our SDR team. And, and, and to answer that question, as you know, it's a different series of questions or it's a different skill. If you're dealing with an inbound lead versus an outbound cold call type of lead, but we start our team off here uh, on the SDR side on inbound. 
And so we get them familiar with our product. We get them familiar with the lingo. We get them familiar with the jargon. We have a series of questions uh, teed up, like, you know, a little script, so on. Uh, and I think, again, dumbing it down and being human with somebody and letting them know up front for this to get the conversation started, I'm going to have to ask you a couple of questions. It's going to feel a little interrogation a little bit, but let's just get the conversation started and we'll kind of go from there. It's it's then, you know, being able to train and teach the team to listen to what they're saying. Don't look at your question sheet. Listen to what they're saying and then just have a conversation as if you were having a conversation with a buddy at the bar or have a conversation with your friend that you're sitting next to or whatever it is. Get whatever you think your, your best one or two or three top questions to get the conversation started. Shut up and listen and just have a natural, normal conversation. Let your curiosity kind of take over uh, and, and have that be your guide. And you'll find that you'll get so much more out of the conversation than just following a script that is tailored towards your product or your product's services. Again, maybe your challenges are something we can't solve. I want to get that notified as quickly as possible so that, pardon me, I can hang up. You can go about your day. I can go about my next call. And, and I at least know where I stand with this opportunity. Well, I, one of the things that I do is, is with reps is I show them a graph. And the graph is like, it's like, like a, you know, a typical YX uh, axis. And I show them where the prospect typically starts and I show them where the salesperson typically starts. And this is just to help them visualize how out of sync we are often with the buyer. And so if you think about your SDR, you think about an account executive, the moment they get on the telephone with someone, the first question that that person is asking is, do I like you? Now, they're not asking that question overtly, but that's just how humans work. Like the first thing we do when we meet someone is at the subconscious level, we say, do I really like this person? And, and, mm -hmm. and, and sadly, the first thing that the salesperson is typically doing is pitching logic, features, benefits, things that they know about the product or the company. We're the greatest company in the world or we have the best product in the world. And, and what I try to help salespeople understand is that the most unlikable human being in your life is the person that's standing in front of you talking about themselves. So essentially, you walk into a conversation with this prospect and you become the most unlikable human being in their life and people just don't buy from people they don't like, period. They just don't. Unless you're, you know, I don't, maybe you're in Miami and there's a hurricane, you're the last person with ice, then they'll buy from you, right? So sure. they don't always buy from people they do like, but they never buy from people they don't like. So it's helping right. them understand that you have to cross the first barrier, which is, do I like you? And I'm not talking about, you don't have to glad hand them and tell a joke and be you know, super charismatic. The easiest, fastest way to be likable is to shut up and listen. And you, you've already got that, right? So if you just let people talk, it makes them feel like they're important. It makes them feel like you're trying to understand them. It makes them feel like you're someone they can trust. And when you start checking all those boxes off, do I like you? Do you listen to me? Do you make me feel important? Do you get me in my problems? Do I trust and believe you? If they're qualified, it becomes almost impossible for them not to do business with you. Absolutely. You teach the team also do your homework up front. Know who the person is you're talking with. We have all of the tools and social media on the planet now that you can literally find out where this person's worked in their entire history, where they went to school. Certain sites will tell you what their spouses and kids. That's maybe a little bit too far. But do a little bit of homework on what the company does. And if you start your conversations off from a point of wanting to share, this is what I understand about what your company does and a little bit about yourself, 
you know, A, it shows you I've done my homework. I'm not coming into this phone call completely blind. I, I, I did a little bit of reconnaissance, but then tell me a little bit more about your team. Tell me about your company. Tell me about your specific role and what your team's goals are and so on and so forth. And I think they see you trying to really try to understand what their challenges and what they're facing there. Far be it for me to come in and just start schlepping features and functions to you without having any clue in the world of what you guys are facing on your end. Let's have a little bit of a conversation. And if it works, great. Let's continue talking. And if not, but if I come in prepared, it shows on that initial few seconds of that phone call. And I hope that translates to being a little more likable uh, than, and, and distinguishes you from everybody else. Depending on the title, that person's getting 400 calls a day. Jeb, I'm sure you're getting 400 calls a day. Uh, and so, you know, that first few seconds is going to set you apart from every single call they get and somebody who's actually done a little bit of homework and, and cares about what you guys are trying to accomplish. So one of the tricks that I teach salespeople, and this is something that I've used my whole life because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I love to talk. So, I've, you know, I'm, I'm the person that, you know, I'm always having to step on my, you know, myself, sit on my hands, bite my tongue um, to, to keep myself from talking on top of people. And that's a natural human thing because, we have this insatiable need to feel significant. In fact, it's the singularity of human behavior. Almost everything that we do, good and bad, radiates from this one need to feel like we matter, like we're, you know, like we're accepted, like we're important. And a, a trick that I've used with my brain, like you said, in the first few seconds when I'm setting up the call, is I'll, I'll typically set the agenda. I'll, I'll ask, and do we, you know, we still have 15 minutes, and here's what I'd like to cover today. Do you have anything you want to cover? And then I do this very simple cadence. I say, if it's okay with you, what I'd like to do is learn a little bit more about you. Then we can talk a little bit about Mixmax. And from there, you and I can make a decision whether or not it makes sense for us to keep having this conversation. And I do that every single time. I do it on every call. I do it today. I did it 30 years ago. And what it yep. does is it tells my brain, shut up. And the first mm -hmm. question I ask is typically an easy question that they'll enjoy you know, answering. So I usually pull out a picture of all their kids I took off of Facebook. I'm just kidding. I, 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 <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll ask a question. Like, you know, I noticed that you work for this company. I had a buddy that worked there. Or the other day ago, mm -hmm. uh, I, we had a prospect and he graduated from the same college that my kids go into. I said, I noticed he graduated mm -hmm. from, from Barry. My kid is a junior at Barry. How'd you like the school? And, and he talked for 20 minutes about the college. I mean, that, he was just, that was something that he loved talking about. And once I can do that and get out of the way, then it starts rolling downhill from there. So it's just that little trick for me that says, you talk first, then it's my go. And then we'll see whether or not it's, it makes sense for us to keep talking. And if it doesn't, no pressure. I'm Like you said, I'm moving on to the next call. We'll be okay. Well, now you got that part of the brain working where you've got them talking. They're probably divulging a little bit too much information, but it's that initial icebreaker. I did my homework. I know a little bit about you. I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. And once they see that you took that time and the effort to get to that point, yeah, your conversation with that individual uh, from that point forward is going to be a lot easier. At that point, you can pretty much ask almost anything and get to the to the gravy that you really want to get to as quickly as possible. But it starts with very, yeah, nothing to do with business, nothing to do with mix max, nothing to do with sales gravy, nothing to do with the people that I'm trying to sell to. Tell me about you. What, you know, or I, this is what I learned. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's a, that's a great approach. 
Now, one one last thing on demos. So you're you're in a in a space where you're selling SaaS and you do a lot mm-hmm. of demos. And one of the the techniques that I found that from a discovery standpoint that have been really successful in helping my software clients. Now, I'm not talking about transactional, really easy, you know, knocking it out of the park with one person type of deals. But when we've got more than one person, typically enterprise deals. And there are, there are multiple stakeholders that are going to be in the chain of the decision, whether they're you know, a buyer who's got the ability to write a check or they're a key influencer, but they're in there. One of the things that, that, that we've done is with the SDR, uh, and, and this is getting the SDR and the AE to work together, it, and as that is identifying up front from a qualifying standpoint who all of those people are in, this, mm-hmm. in the stakeholder chain. And then prior to the demo, setting up short 10 to 15 minute discovery calls with each of those people. So it's picking up the phone, calling them, having a conversation and, and, and just basically asking them, what do you want to see? What's important to you? We've got a demo coming yeah. up. We don't want to bore you to death talking about a stuff that a lot of stuff is not important. And what's come out of that is a, we built a relationship with them to begin with. We made them feel yeah. super important because we asked them. And then if we did our homework, right, the demo really, we're able to talk to each of the people that are on that committee, you know, and, and shape it around them. And I'm just wondering what your experience with that is and how you feel about that technique. Uh, I love the technique. I've always had mixed reviews on that. I would always ask the person prior to just reaching out if, if they feel okay with me reaching out. Sometimes, depending on who you're selling to, they're going to feel a little bit you're going behind my back and having conversations with other people. So I, at least in that initial call with the SDR, ask if it's okay if we have a conversation with all of the individuals that are going to be on the call or all of the individual stakeholders so that we understand what matters to them uh, the most. And then, you know, if you do get the permission to do that and everybody's on the call, I then like to parrot back what we heard in the initial conversation. You know, Bob, when you and I talked previously, you had mentioned that your number one challenge is X. Uh, you know, when we get into the demo portion, Bob, I'm going to show you exactly how we handle X. Mary, when you and I had a conversation and so on and so forth. And so I think if you can pair it back, not only does it show that you listen and that you understand what their challenges are, but then I'm just going to focus today's demo on just the pieces that matter the most to you. We could spend 17 hours going through every inch of MixMax, but let's, we've got half an hour today. Let's focus on the things that matter to you. And at the end of the call, we'll determine if we've got uh, enough to continue the conversation or not. And, and kind of go from there. But I will say, I, I do like the, the having an initial call um, with every individual prior to that. I think I will revisit that in all honesty again and, and, and have my team give that a try uh, again and, and do it tactfully so we don't get yelled at and, and, uh, and, and let you know. Yeah, I th- what I found is the most tactful way of doing it is when you get that, that initial <laughs> folder uh, online, you are you essentially say, I'm going to do the homework for you. We're, we're doing this with a bunch of people. We, we, we can bore everybody to death or we can shape the demo around you and what's important to you. And, and, and what, all I need to do is just some quick interviews. And what I found is about 80% of the time, the person will say, absolutely, that makes sense to me. About 20% of the time, they're going to try to hold on to their power and say, no, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll gather all the information. No, I don't want you to do that. 
and there's not a lot that you can do at that point, but that's also a qualifier too. It tells you, is this person going to give you access to the team? So I use it as also an engagement qualifier. So I found that it works in exactly what you said. And I really liked the way you were, you were doing that. And if you, and if you're, you're watching this, I want you, if you, if you hear what, what Don was doing is, is you were, like you said, parody back, you're speaking their language and you, you go back mm-hmm. to them and say, you were important. You were important. You were important. You were important. And when you do that, all of a sudden they're like, man, these people really care about me. And, and going back to what you said at the very beginning of the, the, the webinar that people buy from people, they buy from people that they like, that they, that they believe care about them and that make them feel like they understand their particular problems and issues. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got one last question for you. Uh, and it was a question that I got today. Uh, and it, it kind of caught me off guard, but it's a cool question. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot with this question too. If, uh-huh. if, if this afternoon um, I took you to a middle school and I took you in and there was a group of middle school students. And I said, Don, you can teach these students anything uh, that they're going to need in life. What would you teach them? Mindfulness. Being present, being on the court, listen, be mindful to the person that is speaking in front of you. You, you have been in a hundred sales presentations. You've been in a hundred sales meetings. You have watched some of the most boring PowerPoint by death presentations that you could possibly imagine on the planet. But if you are present, if you are on the court, If you are paying attention to that individual, regardless if you know the information more than they do, uh, the mindfulness factor, and this isn't just in business, this is in life, this is dealing with your significant other, with your boss, with your kids. Um, An example of this is in a meeting, put your laptop down. In in a meeting, put your phone down. Pay attention to the person that's speaking. Uh, Give them the floor. Regardless if you like the information, they put some time and effort out of their life to put this together. And so the least you can do is be mindful and show them a little bit of respect and a little bit of attention. uh, And that will carry you in life, regardless if it's work, personal, everything people buy from people they like. People buy from people they trust. If you're selling to me, if you're trying to show me something and I'm spending my entire time doing this, uh, you know, we're, good luck with that. <laughs> That's powerful advice, powerful advice. So uh, let's talk just a moment about Mixbacks. Uh, fantastic sure. tool. Uh, it's, this, this, is, this is a, it's a powerful prospecting tool. Can you tell us a little bit about what Mixbacks does uh, and how people can find out more about Mixbacks? And then finally, how people, because I know people are going to want to connect with you, how people can connect with you. Great. So uh, Mixmax is a sales enablement tool. And so uh, just to kind of categorize Mixmax, if you've heard of products like Outreach or Yesware or SalesLoft, we fit right into that category. Uh, I think that as you kind of come visit us at Mixmax.com, which is M-I-X-M-A-X.com and check us out, I think you'll see that uh, from a product differentiation standpoint, our rules engine is really what sets us apart from um, some of the other software solution and tools that are out there. So uh, I encourage you to come check us out. We have a two-week free trial uh, that you can play around with the tool to decide if it's something for yourself, if you want to use it or not. Um, and you can always look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Don Irwin. It's E-R-W-I-N, um, head of revenue at Mixmax, or dare I 
say it, if you'd like to contact me directly, please feel free to do so. Don at Mixmax.com or my personal cell phone at 831-359-0430. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a, that's a man who's in sales. Like just call me directly, get you set up. You get two weeks free to give uh, a Mixmax a, uh, a test drive. Uh, it's a fantastic tool. You are going to love it. Don, thank you so much for spending time with us on uh, on discovery and why it's so important in sales. And I'll see you next time on Sales Masters.